0: Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast number 180. I'm your host, David Palermo, and today uh, just happened to come across a new rule from the NFL Competition Committee um, expanding the rule of lowering the crown of your helmet to now ejections and a 15 yard penalty. well so here's where i'm at is in a nutshell the nfl has created another rule that has a lot of gray area and they created a rule where um really i don't think it was enforced that much um where if you're pretty much think adrian peterson while you're running the ball right and you lower the crown of your helmet to like buck a dude over you know like a buffalo per se That's what they're saying. Yeah, we don't want to see that. Now, they're pretty much saying any malicious, not malicious, but any lowering of the helmet itself can result in a 15-yard penalty and um, an ejection. So for me, you're in the NFL and I'm thinking like the XFL cannot come soon enough. Uh does that mean I think the XFL will be a better league? No, what I do mean is if people actually listen to the players and the fans um of the game players and fans understand that there's a calculated risk to playing football and the NFL is frankly just covering their ass because if you saw that Netflix documentary League of Denial, holy shit, you want to talk pure evil. Denying concussions, all sorts of stuff. I mean, just absolute scum in the NFL up at the top. Absolute trash. So now the NFL is trying to tell us that, hey, since 2002, we've made all these rule proposals, right? Well, it has fixed nothing as far as concussions. And if anything, because I have no stats in front of me, I would be willing to bet that knee injuries have gone up because if there's one thing about football that I have totally missed, and maybe it's hot smoke, but since I picked up hockey, I reference it a lot as a reference point for myself. There is culture in a locker room. There is culture on a team. There is this and that. And I'll tell you, there is a culture to football, which is you work your ass off and you hit hard, and you fuck people up. That is the game. Make no mistake that people understand what they're getting involved in. So now, you're telling me that after this same refs that are not allowed to look at a blatant pass interference call and do everything they can to not look at the jumbotron when I'm at the stadium, right? You guys are too, ladies, kids, friends, whatever you want to put there. You're at the stadium, right? Okay, how many times do you see that blatant, awful call in Section 300? And it's like, to give you an idea, I love my seats. Section 331, row six. Um, I like him, right? Nick Pop is in that section with his father. Um, Powerful Jeff Knight, drunk Dean. Scott Campbell next to me with his father. It's awesome. Anthony Hayward is joining me this year, to be by my side. I'm I'm really stoked, man. It's gonna be fun. The only downfall, which doesn't matter because the Bills have a drum line now, is like you could have put a bunch of Kalen Jenners out there and telling me that, you know, they're all female cheerleaders, and I would believe you, because you can't really check that out too well. But you can still read nameplates of players on their jerseys. You have a great view, like all 22 kind of view-ish, you know, whereas you see the whole field, you get to see, wow, that dude ran a mint route, and he was wide open, and maybe they didn't get rid of the ball a while, or you get to see the whole picture. So for me, I think a lot of things are are clouded in football, and there's just a, a culture to everything. And when you look at football and you see a blatant pass interference call in the stadium or whatever awful holding call that was missed, you know, there was the Giants game in 2015. You Tyrod's first year with the Bills. And um, he had two touchdowns called back, one off of a bad clipping call or something stupid off of Richie Incognito that was just a bad call, just awful, and then another fan- phantom hold that was awful too. And I think one of those was like a nice rod touchdown running for running. And, you know, this same crew is going to make, is just going to get together and add another rule to the gray area, which is, yeah, something happened really fast and we have the technology to review it. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to huddle up and talk about what we think we saw. And we're going to do everything we can not to look at anything that might have any kind of technology to look at this shit. So one of two fucking things are happening in the NFL. The mob is, not the mob, but I should say, sorry, retract that. Don't know anything. But maybe, how about, sports gambling is a real fucking thing. Okay? And the more gray area you have, the more control you have. Whether this is some rabbit hole going down or not, because we find out about NBA refs like Tom Donahue who go to jail for working with the mob and having influence over gambling I mean come on how did Vegas start let's get real come on so now we have another gray area you know why I can't wait for the XFL because people are going to collaborate and be like man we actually have a guy who makes consistent money and everybody knows these dudes are allegedly on roids or not and they keep making money that are a fun entertainment thing. Where I have adults, adult friends who are flipping out over scripted shit. And that's cool. If you're in the WWE and WWF stuff, that's what I call it as a kid. Cool, man. I used to watch as a kid a lot. I loved watching old VHSs of the little mini rings and early WrestleManias, but like, I don't know shit. My dude was Tatanka, and Tatanka ain't fucking around as far as I know. And Undertaker, I thought that dude retired in, like, 95. I'm not going to go down this road. Anyways, so I know nothing about wrestling. I ain't even going to pretend. So I'm just saying, like, Vince McMahon has money, can promote this. So you're going to have a lot of eyes on this league. Do you think the NFL would be smart enough? I'm sure they will to see what rules they have in place. And that's going to come over. I mean, if you look at the NBA and the American Basketball Association, the ABA, I think that's what it was called. They had the red, white, and blue balls. Uh, and they had a three-point line. And that got that and eventually came over to the NBA. And the NFL needs to get their shit straight. They are clearly on a cover-their-ass war terror over here. And they're adding another rule that these guys are going to make a stupid fucking call. And we're going to be sitting here like, man, what the fuck happened? I could have mowed my lawn today. I could have walked my dogs. I could have worked on my fucking house. But no, I'm watching this dog shit on TV of another gray area call that they're not allowed to review because it doesn't come into the protocol. Bill Belichick says review everything. I agree. I agree. And it's like, as much as I hate the Patriots and Bill, you know, if I want to be objective and look at the other side, we see how the NFL works as shit. Maybe they were kind of nailed to the cross of some shit. Maybe some stuff was made up. I don't know. Maybe some stuff was exaggerated. Where there's smoke, there's fire on both ends, usually, right? So for me, the NFL just created another dumbass rule. You got guys like Lorenzo Alexander talking about rules that, you know, he handed to it that, you know, he's going to, he's part of the, the NFLPA. So he's in these meetings that he might have to change how he has to play football. That's crazy. I mean, if you want to solve this problem, really, when we're playing sports, we know when someone's going out of their way to be an asshole. And at the same time. Um, this is no data I have but playing hockey and learning how to play hockey if you don't have your head head up you're you're and you're again an asshole that's kind of how it's looked at in football these helmets are so hard obviously we know this we've heard this a million times we're not going to break down a helmet but um You know, I've definitely done a great faceplant on my BMX bike. I still have a fake retainer tooth. I have my lip stitched back, concussion, all sorts of crap. When I was like 18, I just had my braces pulled off too like three months prior. Mom was not stoked. But I found the skate park and I faceplanted and a double case, if you know what that is. I I cased my front wheel and then my back wheel sent my hands underneath my bars. I was coming off like a four foot sub box off of a six foot quarter and I sucked. And I was just double pegging and trying to come back. And I did it a bunch. I just got lazy and tired. And then I guess I blacked out after I hit my face. And who knows? Maybe it explains why I am the way I am right now. But, you know, that helmet, I don't know how much that helmet really does. Do you know what I mean? And the thing I never understood with football helmets is they are so goddamn compact and tight and squishing your head. That it's almost like when I wear a, a helmet doing construction. Example, I did work at Batavia Downs like 15 years ago. And I had a hard hat on on this little Baker scaffold, if you know what that is. And I swear to God, I had to put my, my head got dinged around more wearing a goddamn hard hat. Because I'm trying to wedge it between pipes and all that shit. Then not wearing a hard hat. I get on drywall stills, I bash my head on doorways all the time with the with the hard hat on. And it's like the helmet just gets in the way, and we're to disconnect with these players and culture. Where the NFL here wants to make all this money, as much money as they can, right? So, you know, why don't these people invest? And I guess they allegedly are investing in helmets. It's like there's so many different ways to do it. All right, if I was gonna throw my softball of shit and how to correct helmets. I'll tell you right now, you probably should have some kind of memory foam liner on the exterior somehow. I don't know how your logos would look, but maybe put like a hard shell around it where like when that cracks or something and hopefully doesn't shatter and go into someone's eye, you know, okay, that helmet's fucking toast. And what the memory foam thing can do is it can kind of at least absorb some blow before initial contact of the whole helmet rattling. Put on a helmet and hit, into, hit it into a wall and, and put something like a pillow on your head and hit it into a wall. It's going to absorb first if that makes any sense okay but it's like it's 2018 and this is the best we can do with helmets at the same time if you had your brain in a jar of water per se which it is or put a baseball in a jar with water and you shake it and you move forward with it really fast and stop that jar it's still going to hit the edge of the jar. You know, it's going to hit the glass. It's like if you get in a car accident, you're going to go through the windshield without a seatbelt. It's just momentum. Well, that's what your brain is doing. So the only way to correct this problem truly is for players to have respect for themselves. But when the NFL has no respect for the players... How do you expect the players to take care of themselves? It's a dog eat dog fucking world out there, man. These careers are so short. Can you blame these guys for taking out a dude's knees if you can't hit the head? My family is on the line. I mean, watch that documentary, Broke. Man, that producer is really awesome, too. He actually replied to me in some emails. Pretty cool guy. And I'll tell you that, you know, Andre Ryzen's on there. Man, what an eye opener. Because really, you get paid, you come from nothing, and you want to take care of your family. You know what I'm saying? like. Insert the Biggie quote about having a jump shot or selling crack rock. You know what I mean? And that's really how a lot of this shit is for sports with athletes. And then with money comes, oh, instant responsibility. You got these dudes who are in their 50s who have cheat on their wives and all sorts of scummy shit that doesn't come to light that you don't know about signed anybody in espn probably right so it's like over the years they had that little sketchy book so people gotta pretend that all their shits together it's like these kids are in their early 20s and they just got money that them and their whole family has never seen what are you gonna do you're gonna take care of your mom i'm gonna get my mom a new house okay get her a better vehicle and that's the truth right now I would do that you know and the pressure for these kids coming in the NFL is ridiculous and we're dealing with millennials I'm technically a millennial at 33 on the cusp right at the top end of it and I came into construction where there's not many young people that's why I stuck with it and you get to a point where like you're not seeing young people now and then they get these jobs and they feel entitled like yo i i went to college i did all this shit and it's like well welcome to the world your parents thought you wrong you put yourself in college debt you didn't have a path but because people sell you like salesmen and snakes that like hey oh man this job pays a hundred thousand a year i'm gonna be making way more than you well where are all these jobs that's what i wonder when i was in high school my point is these kids get a taste of money can you blame him for going off the rails? And then finally you develop your prospect. You know, oh, I want to get a nice developmental guy. And then his year, his contract year, he finally develops. And then boom, well, what's that relate to, the CBA? The coaches don't have enough time with the players to develop them. So now you have these contracts that are just even more based on potential. But luckily they lowered the rookie wage scale. And all I'm getting around here is or they made the rookie weight scale. All I'm getting around here to saying is, I think you're you're having a clash of oil and water here, which is the NFL wants to pretend like they give a fuck about the players, but they clearly don't, okay? Because if they did, Cam Newton wouldn't be wobbling his ass back in the games. If they did, guys who nailed Tyrod Taylor many a times after the whistle in Pats games, that dude would be, like, penalized. No, But there was rules in place for Tom Brady and Peyton Manning for the quarterbacks where a finger would graze Brady's face mask, Just literally just graze it, and they would throw a 15-yard flag. 15 yards. And it's like the quarterback sells tickets. It's a marketing world. What makes money? but you can't pretend to care about the players and not enforce the safety and not enforce the safety objectively for the competition of the game. You could tell me you can change a rule. That's cool. But the rule should simply be don't be an asshole. If you are simply being an asshole, you're getting kicked out of the game. We know a late play. We know when somebody happened and put their head down at the last second as a running back out of fear of getting their head taken off. Right? It, it's so... You had literally the fastest athletes in the world. Every offensive lineman in the NFL can run faster than me. And I'm like probably like 160 soaking wet. I'm looking like Brad Pitt body-wise. I'm looking pretty good. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. It's kind of coming in. But I'm a goddamn twig at 5'7". My measurables are not off the chart. I got decent hand size. Decent hand size. My hands are money. I'll challenge a lot of people. and You know, you want to throw me a ball, I'll catch mostly everything. Even one-handed. I'm not lying. So uh, I don't know about velocity level of the ball. Let's not don't get me Brett Favre here. My point is, these guys are super athletes. Okay, they are on the cutting edge. You would hope at least if you're investing in these athletes, of taking care of their bodies. You know, and there's a lot of medicine in the, that's not even allowed or approved by the FDA in the United States that is working. Um, overseas really well in and, and Germany and in other spots where you know athletes leave the country to go get this work done and to me that's their job they're a professional athlete take care of your body um, but to expect these guys to change the culture of how they play overnight I mean you had Greg Williams allegedly with the bounty scandal right and it's like that's culture of football it's just a mean game At the same time, there's things that the NFL could do, like looking the other way with marijuana and not making it a big deal where it helps concussions. It helps concussion syndromes. I mean, there's so much research about marijuana. And yeah, I understand that most people who listen to sports talk are more on the conservative type. I get it. I get it. But this is coming from somebody who didn't touch weed till like 29. You know what I mean? I was straight edge for years and i didn't you know i went not drinking from like 21 to 29 who's counting right but i understand the most soberest of lifestyles you can have i really do i mean sex is a different story that's something that you know something that is an issue for a lot of people and then i empathize with that so it's like you know it's all because you don't drink doesn't make you a better person you know it's just how do you treat people to me in general and I'll tell you this: weed thing is very blown out of proportion. And again, another thing of the NFL not giving a fuck, because they would rather have players get on scripts because those guys help pay the bills somehow. I mean, the pharmaceutical industry. Do I have to get into politics? I'm not. But do some damn research. Can I tell you where to go? No. Shoot me an email. I'll send you an email back, David. I'm Bills fan. Or send me a tweet, I'll send you anywhere you can find. If you want, honestly, follow Tinfoil Hat Podcast. Really awesome podcast. Um, and they kind of dive into different conversations. Um that, you know, maybe go down this hole of like you're not gonna hear about pharmaceuticals through mainstream media, you know. But why is it okay to have people go on these pain pills? We all know somebody within a degree or two who have unfortunately had a pain pill problem or have had a pain pill problem and progressed to say heroin and maybe even pass away from it. And when you have more heroin coming into the United States like now than ever, it's just kind of weird, right? That there's a heroin epidemic now. So what I'm getting at is the NFL has bigger things to worry about than dudes smoking weed. And if you really cared about the player safety, let them smoke the weed and chill the hell out. You know, if it if they say that helps, let them do that. If you care about player safety, how about you make a full effort instead of just doing damage control? Like, cool, you get white Eli Manning on saying like pretty much don't beat women after the Ray Rice video is out there. Good. Cause Eli Manning's that nice white boy. Great. This is how things should be. Like, the NFL needs to stop doing this Is so how things should be bullshit, okay? And really just look at themselves objectively and go, what can we do here to have fair rules in competition? We understand the risks. You must understand the risks. And have a full-fledged effort from start to finish around 360 degrees of caring about the players and the people who work for you. You know, you can't... You hear that in in you know, negotiations that players injuries going out there and playing and getting injured for them is held against them. And then they're rushed out there. I mean, Terrell Troop was spouting off on Twitter a couple years ago about how the bills treat him. They rushed him back and ruined his career. Right. And it's like people look at mine. Terrell Troop is a second round pick and some assholes are busy out there tweeting him in. We got Terrell Troop instead of Gronkowski whenever Gronkowski blows up. How do you think that feels as a human being? You know, you're a second-round pick, and where he was drafted, he's talented to be a first-round pick. That was, I think, uh, CJ Spillier, pick nine, second round, right? So it's a brutal life. It's just I want to see the NFL genuinely care about the players. I want to see the players understand that, hey, this is a business. You need to show up, and you need to be a professional. But really, the NFL is turning more and more into WWE as we talk about it. The more we talk about it, this is really just like adult adult world WWE. It's all bullshit. These combine numbers don't really mean that much at the same time. You know, and it's a nice way to sort through and figure out, hmm, this guy's competition level was this. And, I mean, Antonio Brown's a nice guy. You look at his combine numbers, and he ain't like, off the chart at all but like you know he was making people look stupid in college so much in, in his smaller school where you know he's it, it almost looks too good to be true like oh man this dude's just that good or is this competition that bad that he's going against meanwhile his stuff translates. he's not the fastest guy but in the NFL it's a different game you have to be not only a, a, a smart football player you have to be a responsible human being. And when the NFL is trying to paint a picture that they care to to us, so I spend my money on my season tickets, and I can't even, like, year after year, there's, like, a broken TV, and I'm paying all this money for these stupid tickets, and I'm in line in the cold, and there's a coffee stand that don't have enough cream and sugar in it, and it's got the cream and sugar in there from last week. And it's like, how hard is that job? I'm giving you 690 something dollars I think for one ticket times three a year and I have a hard time selling them sometimes so some people get free tickets from me and I'm getting rid of one this year but it's like I invest all my hard-earned money that you guys want to prey on me and grab Buffalo Bills talking to you and you can't even have simple stadium amenities like simple shit that you can control I saw shot tweets out to the Bills jokingly like hey There's some facilities. I am a subcontractor. I will gladly, to the Bills, come out and make a list of what needs to be fixed in a stadium. I don't know if that goes through the town of Orchard Park or what. But the NFL needs to step up its standards. You're charging more than ever. You still think you have a premium product. Your product is fucking garbage. The Patriots had to play. You know why I didn't do a podcast about the Super Bowl? Here's why. The Patriots had to play one objectively officiated game all year, and they lost. Okay. Thank God to those refs, and I forgot the dude's name because he roughed that game differently than they rough that game differently than every other game. They made that game look like that's what a cut should look like. Okay, and that Super Bowl was a fun game. I it was great. I loved it. I had a great time watching it. Um, and it proves my point that you don't need a Tom Brady to win the fucking Super Bowl. Nick Foles did it. Like, are these guys rocket scientists, or are they just putting players in position to succeed? And that's always been my trend. That's always been my thing. What can you do? You know, hockey. I noticed that, like, in the locker room, I'm, like, one of the only ones that actually say shit about, like, positioning sometimes, you know? Because people embedded it on me, and they're like, yo, dude, you got to cover the point. When I was learning how to play wing, I'm like, what the hell is the point? That's where I was. You got to get the puck out of the zone. What's a zone? Like, I could play NHL, like, PlayStation with you I can do all that shit I know how the game works I understand all I understand icing I understand the basic rules but as far as like technique and terminology and all that shit I'm like new I'm like three years into it and started from wobbling couldn't really skate you know but it's all about communication with players and finding out what they do well if you have a guy who's 300 pounds and he's a winger and you find his ass in the corner and then there's no outlet pass, and that guy's 300 pounds, but has a way better shot than me, the center, that dude should be in front of the fucking net. Is that really that hard to figure out? I know it's those hockey analogies here, but that dude needs to be in front of the net. He is not going to be able to catch up to that pass or that loose puck that gets to the point for their defenseman to just rifle it in there towards my head they're trying to block some traffic here and, and intercept the pass or something, but no. No, this dude wants to play out of position, I thought it was hot smoke with McDermott and his whole culture bullshit, but maybe they finally got me too. Because I'll tell you, man, you got to have people who want to work together. And it's very important. It's very important. You want to play ball. And that can backfire on you. Look at Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan was just a delegator. I don't hate Rex Ryan. People hate Rex Ryan because he's a big talk shit-talking buffoon, this and that. But conceptually, he has some interesting concepts. Again, I think he's somebody that since the CBA he hasn't had a good year as a coach so you have to dumb down playbooks meanwhile these coaches are on this upper echelon like man could you imagine these concepts that are not, but they can't even hit it because there's not enough time with the players at the same time concussions are a real issue. so what do you get from this podcast more bullshit for rules that's it and I only covered one of them today we'll get into the catch rule in another podcast but This has been podcast number 180. I am your host, David Palermo. Always tune in to PunchRuckSports.com. They have a a podcast network coming up. Website should be up within a couple weeks. Pretty stoked. Um, Also, don't forget Grandstand Sports Network. A lot of great podcasts on there. I do like the cover one podcast of, uh, you know, anything. Nate Geary hopped over to there. And that should be good to see what comes out of there. As always, check out Kevin. At lockdown bills. Love Kevin. I'm on my way to his house right now. Actually was in the shower listening to some stuff today and uh had a job earlier. I'm like, I better podcast before I go to Kevin. So do some work at Kevin's house. If you know Kevin Masery, tell him you know, shoot him a follow on Twitter. He's always on here. Um uh, shoot Eric Turner a follow. You know, the regulars. So there's some great information. If you want some some guys getting fucking hammered and talking some fun shit, check out Rock Power Report. You know, Chris and Drew are good dudes. You know, there's a lot of good content. Um, Nick Walton at the uh, buffalobeat.com. I I mean, to me, that's the top site to go to for current information. So um, I would check that site out. If you want to, if you don't have time for the audio, buffalobeat.com. So check all that out. I'm your host, David Palermo. It's on episode number 180. And um, title's in the description. Take care.